BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday that feels like a Friday, but it's not a Friday. But we're getting so close, I can't even complain. We're so close. We're this close, y'all. And not only is it Thursday, we are over the hump, but the hump himself is here, bringing smiles and cheer wherever he is near. Theo is joined with us in studio today. He could not be here yesterday because I had to record my audiobook for five hours after the show yesterday. And it was hard, you know. The first session, I was like breezing through it. Like I was just like my mouth was connected with my brain mm-hmm. and last session I was like <laughs> everyone was like what happened to this girl so it's okay we're making progress pre-order is available at girlthnojob.com slash book audio book ebook and print hardcover whatever they call it is available so check it out five hours uh-huh I've been sitting on that joke since you said it legally blonde stands you know what's oh up? in the hot tub five hours got it you might notice that Jackie and I are matching today because we are debuting another piece of merch this is a brand new holiday design our toasty and bright sweatshirt jackie is wearing the black crew neck in a size medium and i am wearing a new color a maroon which i'm living for um hoodie in the size extra large (laughs) and also our toasty and bright holiday design also comes in phone cases if i could get a close-up on my camera this fabulous sleek phone case. i love that phone case that's the phone case i used last week and a mug because you know i'm just feeling thirsty and we've got lots of tea to sip today and i also feel like it's gonna be a little more challenging than usual to get into the holiday spirit this season but with all of these merch and accessories like you'll be feeling toasty and bright throughout the season look at and me. you know what Jackie, look at me i'm gonna start a petition to keep like the holiday fever going like through march because yeah. we shouldn't be like suffering no. through january through march like without that wintry spirit the thing is is that like the the depression after like january 1st is so real because you just come off of like the halloween thanksgiving christmas new year's hanukkah kwanzaa hype and that hype is like this this immaculate vibe it's not even like it's not tangible how you feel during the holiday yeah. season. It's like There's that There's just mood. like a little sparkle fairy dust set over these two months. And even if we all collectively decided to like keep that vibe till March, like you can't just like create the vibe. What's so special about it is like you know that the holiday season is like once a year and it comes and goes so fast. And that's what makes it so immaculate. I agree. But because this year is unlike any year we've ever experienced before, I think we can change some things up. Some no, things that you never would have changed. I'm so here for the optimism. I'm just 
trying to like lay the groundwork for reality unfortunately okay well reality doesn't need to set in for a while merch drops tomorrow you guys we have all these items we've been wearing we have other stuff like that we'll post on our instagram we're gonna wear tomorrow like some super holiday christmasy vibe also just like super morning toast vibe i was wearing this new um sweatsuit that we made that oh i was wearing it last night too um yeah i wore it all day yesterday i think officially it it's my favorite piece of merch. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> I just like don't want to, I don't want to throw that out there so lightly. I think the RDH sweatshirt is my favorite piece of merch just because it's a new color, yellow, which I love. And RDH is just like a, you know, a cause that's really close to my heart. Yeah. No, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful sweatshirt. You guys will see all of the designs. We'll post them on our Instagram so you can shop tomorrow. Shopmorningtoast.com, 1030 a.m. Eastern time. Maybe set an alarm because there is limited inventory. We wanted everyone to be able to get their items immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so check it out. Shopmorningtoast.com. And in case you, you forgot like when it's dropping, let me hit you with a song. Tomorrow, tomorrow, hey, I love you. Right, right. tomorrow, tomorrow, you're only a day uh, away. Not tomorrow. To oh. <laughs> Shut oh, what you don't like my audition? Throwing me off. Oh, sorry, sorry. Keep going. Like it was good, but I need you to lay it in over. I finish my vocals. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I don't understand someone like not being able to juggle multiple vocal abilities. So I'm sorry. It's just taking me a long tomorrow, time. Tomorrow, hey. tomorrow. Oh. I love you. Why? Tomorrow. You. You're only a, a day e. away. Oh. You. Did you hear what I was doing? I was trying to tune out A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> Instead of being like A. Oh. oh, I was like A-E-I-O-U. That's a great song. That's such a good Ted reference. I love Ted so much. I love Ted. I was just talking with someone this weekend about how Ted is just a fantastic movie. Add it to the list content of upper. content uppers. One and, and two. No, I was about to say, make sure you do not add two because two does not work on the basic premise that Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis were OTP in the first yeah. movie. Like there was no reason... That they no, had to that fuck they that could up. have been broken up. Like, honestly, unless she died, they should have killed her off. Yeah. Because to see him be like OTP with another woman, it's like we all remember what happened. The beauty of that relationship. That was weird. You're right. So I can't, I can't support Ted 2 on those grounds. What? Of all the, t we have so many like Ted jokes that are like ingrained in our DNA because we've been saying them for so long. What do you think is your favorite Ted joke? Um, I went to New York once in 1989 and I did not feel safe. I feel like yours is fresh cakes. Oh my God. Fresh cakes is such a big part of my life. Every time we change our sheets, um, we call them fresh cakes and like everything like urinal is, cakes. Everything is fresh cakes. I think my favorite Ted joke is. I married the wrong woman and, <laughs> and now, now I lead a life of, of regret. No, it's, um, are you alone? Well, you know, one's never alone when you're with Christ. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Ted, by the way. Get on that. And maybe watch Ted 2. There is one redeeming moment in Ted 2 when Ted does the voiceover to the Law & Order theme song. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we're a bunch of assholes who take up the entire hallway with our walk. Like, it's so funny. And actually, you know a friend of mine has Ted? Original? Original bear Ted that he got. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? And I've, I've seen Ted. And you haven't stolen it because... No, I know. It's like, it's not really that important to him. But like, every time I'm over at his house, I'm like... I don't know if you know, like, what this bear means to me. No, like... Like, if my friend loves me, he'll give me Ted for my birthday. I love... That's so true. I know. And I feel like in this very special way, Theo is named after Ted. 100%. Teddy, Theodore. 100%. Theodora. 100%. Do, 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 Theodora. Hey. Do, 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 you know, we have oh. a lot of TikTok drama to discuss today, and we were actually, like, talking about it before 
the cameras went up and, <laughs> and um it's really interesting but there is like another tiktok saga that's taking over my life and i need to fill you in on it because i feel like you don't know what number seven no okay that's not what i thought you were gonna say so there is this video that went viral and it's just so funny and we were talking about this literally last week how there hasn't been like a genuine like organic viral moment in so long like alex from target and we ocean spray ha- ocean alex from spray. target is like what's the word small change next to like what an actual viral moment no but is. what i meant is like alex from target was the most random seemingly like mundane piece of content that happened to go viral like the the ocean spray dreams video was like funny and like it's it's not mysterious why it went viral okay but it's like those seemingly like nothing moments that go viral like damn daniel like people couldn't believe how big it became that's what's happening on tiktok right now there's this football team based in michigan and i don't know the high school or whatever um and i guess they like won a game and their videographer filmed them after the game in the locker room doing their like post-show ritual and i guess like the team is obsessed with the song eeny meeny by king uh, sean kingston and justin it's a Bieber. really fucking good song eeny meeny miny and there's just this moment leading up to the chorus where like these guys these in the still in their football gear are like singing the song and there's like one number seven who's like really the star of the video and he's like so handsome and I feel weird because he's like literally 16 years old and they just like vibe so hard to the song and it was just this clip that went viral and this kid people know everything about him already he's his name is Caden he's committed to Harvard for football he's like really really good at football he's up for like Michigan football player of the year um he has a girlfriend people have found out and he made a TikTok last night. Like, he didn't even have a TikTok account. He made a TikTok account, like, has a million followers already, and, like, recreated the video with his friends on the tennis court. And it got, like, 15 million views. And I'm just, like, obsessed with this saga because I love I love the reason that this video went viral. For no other reason than the fact that, like, these guys were just, like, vibing. Yeah, I got to see the original video. You do. I'll send it to you. It's just such, like, an interesting saga to follow. Cool. I wouldn't call that TikTok drama, though. Because No, I didn't say drama, did I? I feel like you did. You said we I feel like of- you remember like a little too much, you know? You're always just fucking like remembering things. <laughs> no, because honestly, things. I was waiting for like the dramatic part because I think it was framed like the TikTok drama we're going to report on today. That's actual drama. drama. No, it's just, I think, I believe I used the word saga. Maybe you misheard me, but um, I just need you to stop like remembering things. It's really fucking annoying. And I just realized like if we were all superheroes, you would be like the rememberer. That's funny. Claudia, that's funny. It's annoying. I mean, sorry, but you said it. I don't think that's true. I feel true. like Bronwyn. Like, I want to apologize, oh, but like you said it. Did you just call me Shannon? I did. I mean, she totally said it. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Shannon said it. Um, speaking of, we're going to recap Orange County and Salt Lake City tonight. Salt Lake City is just really turning out to be something of the sort. Something of the sort. Heather Gay was on Watch What Happens Live with Shannon Bedore, and it was just like an immaculate duo. Oh, nice. I couldn't make it to Watch What Happens Live because my content plate ended at midnight last night. Yeah. I watched two more episodes of The Crown, oh, or bitch, maybe can three. Oh, you finish it already? I'm going to finish it tonight. I think I have two more. Okay. And then we'll discuss it tomorrow. Does that work for you? Yeah, but like my thoughts are gone. Like We'll bring them back. We'll resurrect the thoughts. Okay. It's just like annoying. Like we had a plan, you know, like. No, you went rogue. We said by the end of the week, and then you watch them in one night. Sorry, they're just, like, so good. I know. I'm just, like, my schedule hasn't been conducive yeah, to Salt Lake, watching. Salt Lake City is really, really good. Um, wish we could say the same about Orange County. We'll, we'll, we have some things to discuss about the programming we, yeah. situation yeah. on the Morning Toast, and we'll discuss it in the TV recap segment, which is after the Fast Five. Yeah, so I think without further ado, we could get right into the yeah. Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your Morning Toast. <laughs> And by the way, I know that tomorrow, like our RDH sweaters are going to go fly off the shelves. So in case you feel RDH about it, not getting the RDH sweater, stick with me here. I'm here. I'm with you. Um, by your side. I have the cure for your 
potential future RDH. Take us there, Claude. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Flu season is right around the corner and the winter months approaching. It is more important than ever to have a strong immune system. When you're pushing your body hard or feeling run down, it's really important to take care of yourself with the proper vitamins and nutrients. That's why Liquid IV created the hydration multiplier plus immune support to maintain and strengthen your immune system. Having good immunity as like you grow up and like you become an adult and like everything hurts is really you realize the most important thing. So if you could take something every day from Liquid IV that boosts your immunity, why wouldn't you? It's a cutting edge blend of vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, wellmune, and they come in convenient single serve packets. Vitamin C is well known to protect your body and support good health. Vitamin D facilitates immune system function and improves your daily defense. Each packet is bursting with fresh natural tangerine flavor. It tastes so good. I've been putting them in my water. Um, almost every morning for the last two weeks and I definitely find myself waking up feeling better. Um, so if there's just like one thing you could do, just like put it in your water, like to make you feel better, boost your immunity. Like why wouldn't you do that? Totally. When you purchase Liquid IV, you're also joining the mission to help people live better lives. With every purchase, Liquid IV donates a serving of Liquid IV to someone in need. They are donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Their products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. So you could buy from Liquid, Liquid IV knowing you're going to feel good physically and emotionally because you're helping out. Liquid IV's new hydration multiplier plus immune support is available at Walmart or online. If you want to get 25% off online, go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order from their website at liquidiv.com. When you use the promo code TOAST, get better hydration at liquidiv.com, promo code TOAST. Love it. Sign on, feel good physically and emotionally. Yeah. First story the aforementioned TikTok drama. TikTok stars Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio are in a little bit of hot water. So Charlie and Dixie are facing fierce backlash for their, quote, appalling table manners and rude treatment of their personal chef after they made faces and gagging noises as they ate a meal he had prepared, with one of them even dramatically running outside to throw up. In the debut video for their new Dinner with the D'Amelio series that is being featured on their recently launched YouTube family channel, the TikTok... TikTok stars sat down with their parents, Mark and Heidi, and their first mystery guest, who was YouTube star and beauty influencer, James Charles. The episode has been trending on YouTube since it was shared on Monday, but many people were less than impressed by what they saw. Critics have been taken to the comments to call out Charlie, who is 16, and Dixie, who is 19, for their behavior, with many insisting that James Charles was the only one with any table manners. I actually agree. People are calling them brats. They're calling them rude, quote, disgusting. Um... And they're in a bit of, of hot water. Well, what I find really interesting, and I think what I've learned spending so much time on TikTok with like the Gen Z community, is that Gen Z is very pro-cancel culture. Like, and I think it's because they're like super young and don't like have enough experience in life to understand like giving people grace and like forgiveness. And honestly, I feel like maybe I was that way too when I was younger. Um, so it's weird. This is just an, a fascinating situation for me as someone who's like obsessed with just like the culture around cancel culture um because i i watched the video and their behavior was bad like you can't deny it like they were acting like rats and just like rude in front of a person who cooked you a meal like why don't you talk shit about the shit the food like behind everyone behind his back like you know like normal people but it was very like subtle almost and i just find it interesting that so much like gen z really picked up on this i feel like when people get canceled in this day and age it's like really overt like they said something really bad but i i find i found their behavior to be bad but like I don't know. I don't know if I just I'm, I'm shocked like so many people picked up on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I watched some of the clips that you showed me. And honestly, they're acting like children because they are children. And this is what happens when children become have famous. dinner. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think that they're going to be canceled over this. I think that there's like backlash. And we saw that Dixie put out a video trying to, to explain the context of the situation, saying that it was taken out of context because everyone knows that like she gets very turned off by a lot of foods. They intentionally like, put snails in front of her and like the chef was in on it. And that's why she went and threw up. Apparently, like, everything makes her throw up. That wasn't a part of the video, that sort of context. And they are the ones who put out the video. So, like, if it doesn't work without that bit of information, you could have added that. It wasn't like they were caught on camera. Right. So, like, I thought at first the video was on James Charles's channel, which made sense. Like, the D'Amelio family didn't have, like, you know, final cut on, on the edit. And he wouldn't have been prioritizing how Him, they look. Right. You know. It would be himself. But then when I came to find... When I, I actually ended up going to their channel, finding the video and like watching the first few minutes. Um, and the whole thing to me, like I, I found the parents behavior to be also kind of weird because if you're, if you're acting that way in front of guests and camera, like that's because you act that way at home and like, you're not reprimanded for it. Like as a child. So I, I just, it was just, it's just a weird, they're not bad people by any means. It was just like a really bad look, which everyone has. And that's just a part of being famous especially when you became famous virtually overnight but the timing is just not great because charlie um was like hours away from reaching 100 million followers she was at 99.5 and now she's at 98.9 so this is like a significant thing going on yeah but i'm sure she'll just reach 100 in like two, two days, days instead of one day yeah i i do think it's interesting that people put picked up on it you know yeah but ultimately like i don't think it's a huge deal and you have to remember like that these are kids kids like Charlie is literally 16. Like, how are you behaving when you were 16? Especially if they, like, you could make the argument, oh, they behave this way on camera. What are they like when the cameras aren't there? Mm -hmm. Or you can make the argument, like, there were cameras there, so they were putting on... They Trying. Thought, they thought that this was, like, a funny bit. You know, we're going to, like, vomit at the snails. And right. this chef, Dixie, had said, like, they've been working with him for months, and he's, like, a close family friend that she knew his feelings wouldn't be hurt. Like, right. you know, I, I just... Yeah, we must keep in mind that these are children, children whose lives have dramatically changed in the last year. They're literally living in a mansion in L.A. with a personal chef now when they were just living, you know, in the suburbs of Connecticut last year. So, like, let's give them a little grace. But I do find it interesting that their parents are so involved in their business, like, professionally, um, almost to a point that's, like, kind of weird, like... But even with their parents being so, like, heavy-handed, no one foresaw this, like, maybe not making them look good. Like, how many people have watched this video before it went to their channel? Yeah. And, like, nobody thought... Oh, the girls, like, don't come off right here. And the parents, as far as I know, have been so involved in their girls' careers, like, making TikToks for themselves and making a family YouTube channel to look out for the girls because the girls are 16 and 19 and are now, like, some of the biggest stars in the world. So if you're really doing all that to look out for them, how did this go? Yeah. And it's also interesting when people get famous from, like, Instagram or TikTok where it's like 15 second clips or even a minute clips you really don't get a sense of someone's personality None. but then sometimes people venture into say podcasting or, or launching YouTube. a YouTube channel and it's like how that translates to a longer form sometimes 15 seconds is, is enough it's more than enough yeah yeah no so I'll be uh, interested to see how this plays out Gen Z can be really rough so let's just remember that they're children yeah Okay, next up, we have some real estate news. Two stories that I think you might find interesting. Celeb real estate news. Okay. Sorry, I, don't, I didn't mean I'm to like, like... Real estate? Okay, Douglas Elliman. <laughs> First up, the Kardashian family's fake reality TV home, which we spoke about this week, is on sale for $7.99 million. It's I saw this. house that is always showed as, quote, Chris's, Chris's house. It's like tan, brownish. Yes, although she's never actually lived there. I think it was on sale a few years ago, too, because I remember it 
coming on the market and now it's on the market again for 7.9 million it's a beautiful home if anybody wants to buy it and invite us over we would love to come i actually wonder if the kardashians like using this house and promoting it so much increases or decreases the value of a home increases because if you think you would think maybe decreases because it's like security so visible blah 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 but like think of like famous tv homes like the full house home like that home if it was ever i think it's like a I think it's almost like a landmark now. Yeah, no, it's like an Airbnb or something. Right. If that were to ever go for sale, like, it would be worth so much. Like the Brady home. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I think ultimately it's in the plus column. Okay. So I just thought that was some interesting real estate news. That is. was another real estate celebrity news story, which I just saw that I thought was interesting. Star Wars actress Billy Lord is combining her mother... Billy Car- Lord's in Star Wars? Yeah, apparently. I think they mean Scream Queens. I do think that they mean that too. They obviously just got their wires For- they crossed. Forgot. Is combining her mother Carrie Fisher's home and her grandmother Demi- Debbie Reynolds' home- Hollywood properties together to create an $18 million mega estate following the birth of her son. Uh, so first of all, I didn't know that... That they m- live next to each mom other. Mom and daughter live next to each other. So cute. Billy's bringing them together I think this is just like some big wig news wow look at Billy just like making moves making estates I wonder if she's gonna put them together and then sell or live there it seems like a lot of land for a lot of house for one woman for three people yeah I don't know I just feel like you can never have enough land I I feel that way too but this would be like a good business venture for her but I'm not sure she wants to sell her grandparents and parents home I don't know sometimes it's it's too painful. painful that's true but I feel like homes are if you have enough money to like restore like your childhood home your grandparents home, like make it into a palace like you would never sell that you know yeah it is a dream it's a dream so it'll be interesting to see what she does but that's really cool I like that idea a lot like yeah. that's definitely something I would do if I had two estates that just happened to be next to each other if you inherited two estates that yeah. that share land border well, do they say what part of town it's in um, Beverly Hills. Ooh, she, 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 she. Sweet. That, that is exciting. The truckers for Tasha are here. The truckers for Billy. Truckers for Billy. We love them. <laughs> okay, next story, a little royal news. I'll let you get your crown fixed. Okay. Because Meghan Markle admits giving personal information to the Finding Freedom authors. Duh. Like, oh my God, I read literally two chapters of this book. <laughs> you and sound it was, like Billie Eilish. Duh. <laughs> Doo-doo. No, it's like no shit, Sherlock. I read two two uh, chapters. It was literal propaganda. Yeah, Meghan Markle has reportedly admitted to giving personal information to the authors of Finding Freedom, the tell-all book that details her and Prince Harry's exit from the British royal family. Markle spilled her own tea to the authors in order to ensure her side of the story was included. The Telegraph reported on Wednesday, according to the docs lodged with the High Court, Markle revealed that she was worried her father's narrative about her, including that she had allegedly abandoned him might be included in the book therefore she presented her own version of events to a source to pass along so the true position could be communicated to the authors to prevent any further oh misrepresentation whoever is working on Meghan markle's pr team is like so meticulous it's like yes she did this but here's a full strategy as to why she did it because the father like of like of course no one really takes her dad's claims seriously he's like fodder for the back page of the daily mail like nobody really cares and i don't think it's a big deal that Meghan markle gave um her side of the story to the autobiographers because it makes it helpful. Like it's, but it is against the rules. Yeah. And I feel like also either it's an official story or it's an unofficial, you know, fans retelling. Fan fiction. And then when it's like, okay, so she shared information about her dad to clear up any misinformation. Then it's like, Okay, but did she share anything else? Like now it's like they they were on email. The door is open. It makes you question like what, 
else she gave her opinion on. Yeah. Did what episode of The Crown are you up to? So I just finished an episode where um I'm try- oh, I'm try- oh the Margaret Thatcher Queen 48 against 1 in the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth. And uh this South Africa. a dumb question. And okay. like really I'm embarrassed to ask. Is the Commonwealth still like a group? It's a great question and okay. I believe that it is. Okay, and it's such a nice idea. Yeah, it is a nice idea. Okay. Did you get to the episode yet where the queen gives a statement on... Oh, that's the episode. Yes, and th- it reminds me of this episode where, like, the queen doesn't speak, but she spoke, you know? Right. Do you think that... The crown obviously took, like, a hard side here, saying, like, they believed the queen did release the statement, and it wasn't, like, some rogue publicist. Do you believe that? I, I, I'm inclined to believe the crown, you know? I'm, like... Finish the season, and I'm like less and less inclined to believe them. They took like a very to I, believe the 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 show. The show. That's I, what I mean when I say believe the crown. Like I I was believing the show. No, I, so was I. But I feel like this season, for the first time, especially towards the end, like I feel like they were more. They took more freedom with like their narrative, and were kind of making the crown look bad like in a lot of sides. ways taking sides they like when it comes to the diana stuff they unequivocally took diana's side I and like i'm actually gonna watch royal house of windsor because someone recommended it to me as like the most accurate retelling of what went down between charles and diana they say diana in her words well of course it's going to be diana's side so i want to watch something impartial and i feel like I, I never can get anything impartial like i just know that there's more to it than like him being in love with camilla like i just know it yeah and even in the lead up like that conversation where diana goes to the queen and like is giving her a hug and calling oh, her mama and just saying like just wants to be loved that didn't happen I, yeah I just feel like I could see it leading up to them taking Diana's side yeah and they're not even making the crown look bad but more so Charles which 100% like Charles's fault no matter what like you can't but I just felt like in so many different instances and in, especially in an episode coming up about like extended members of the royal family I really feel like they're like trying to make the crown look bad the monarchy look bad this yeah. season but that I think I watched royal house of Windsor because I remember after watching the crown I just wanted like more and mm-hmm. more and I think it was in there where they said it was Charles and we're seeing this now who trimmed the royal family down to just like the the, the um, nucleus nucleus and just the people in the line of succession like well that's good because there's so many people and literally so many episodes are like Margaret not not knowing what to do with her life and not knowing what to do with her life and like honestly when oh you didn't get there but they call <laughs> charles calls prince andrew fringe on oh, his I got wedding there. Day. i got there and it's, it's so true and it's like you don't matter like at all yeah but you do like you're still being watched right but you can't do anything but like i don't know i just even with margaret when she's like give me stuff to do like i feel like there's always things to do like go cut a ribbon at a school opening or something no margaret was like i want work like there's so much shit to do like gala state dinners like you could do it yeah or or and the boring stuff too yeah also um what i thought was interesting wait no no I, oh james hewitt i didn't get there yet do you think he's harry's dad i ha- i mean i've only seen like cons- like the pictures. conspiracy theories and the pictures i haven't met him in the show yet i think it's like very very possible that Harry is his son and that's why like the queen is like aren't you and Meghan want to go live in Toronto like bye you're not even a part of it like he's not technically he doesn't have the royal blood he has Diana's blood but no royal blood oh that's so interesting like that conspiracy theory whatever you want to call it just 
would answer it would just make so much sense for a million different reasons got it also the i finished the episode with the cousins oh so that's what i was talking about extended members of the royal family that was awful oh oh sorry i thought you were talking about like margaret and andrew no i didn't want to like spoil anything yeah no that was awful awful Awful. so i just really feel like a lot of the episodes were set out to make the crown look bad this season and i never felt that way before yeah that's what i was saying the last time it's like i'm not watching through the queen's lens i'm watching like the queen through an outsider. It's a different perspective. It's a different perspective. And even her like beef with Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. I don't know where they end up, but it's like, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. And um, I watched an interview of the woman who played Diana and she was like, it's really important that everyone remembers like this is like a fictionalized script. It's there's a narrative like because I guess a lot of people they've gotten some backlash for like some of the Diana portrayals. I don't know what what or how because she was portrayed very well. Um and like on, on their press tour, like they've been saying, like, remember, this is scripted, like it's based in truth, but it's still. It's just a little frustrating because up until this point, it's really felt like it was. Yes, of course, it's an scripted. accurate retelling of history. Yeah, like that there was no bias. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, that's not a thing. Yeah, it's you, not. You know, like whatever. I would just like literally pay a billion dollars to watch the royal family, just like the core members, watch the crown and just like tell me what was true and not, you know? Yeah. I just like, wish I was a, like, I just, there's so a much mystery on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next story, a little tree drama. Oh, is it the tree drama brought to you by, what day is it? Thursday boots. Thursday Gotta boots. Gotta get boots on Thursday. Today is Thursday. You know what that means. Just in time for the start of boot season, we have received a few of the new releases from our friends at Thursday Boots. A quick reminder, if you don't remember Thursday Boots, they are the New York City-based startup brand that designs really, really comfortable, high-quality boots and sells them at the best direct-to-consumer prices. They handcraft their boots in the same North American and European facilities as brands that charge two to four times the price, but by cutting out the retail markups, they offer the highest quality boots and very accessible price points. And by the way, their shoes are so well-made. I feel like I get like so many cheap boots for the winter, and then by next winter, like I can't use them. But I'm now going on my second winter winter with a pair of thigh high boots from Thursday boots and they literally look amazing like they're such high quality boots they have great styles I got also got a pair of um little white booties with a heel because like that's what the kids are wearing now and I like want it to be cool so Thursday boots is very cutting edge and it's like you're you're paying for the quality and the quality is legit legit if there ever was a year to invest in more comfortable boots it's this year if you want fast fashion or shoes that rarely will make it out of your closet do not shop at Thursday Boots. Thursday Boots is an investment in comfort, timeless styles, and staples that will last for years. And they make great, great men's shoes because we saw a friend of ours over the weekend whose boyfriend used our code for Thursday Boots. Yes. You deserve more comfortable boots without the high retail markups. Great gift for someone. Yes. Because Thursday Boots is all about year-round honest prices at the lowest sustainable markup be- possible they never have sales or discounts but they're giving our listeners free two-day shipping on their first order and always offer free returns and exchanges so you have nothing to lose by trying out your first pair go to thursdayboots.com toast and you can have a pair on your doorstep before next thursday they have amazing shipping that's t-h-u-r-s-d-a-y-b-o-o-t-s.com toast for free two-day shipping plus free returns and exchanges Love it. Sign on. Get your boots. Now, the, t- the tree drama. Do, tree do, drama. Do spill. The Rockefeller Center is defending its 2020 Christmas tree after commenters are poking fun at its sparse appearance. I am team Rockefeller Center. People are annoying. 
After making a two-day drive from Oneon to New York, the 2020 Rockefeller Christmas tree finally arrived in New York City on Saturday. However, however, after sharing the joyous news on Instagram and posing for a few photos at its new home, the tree was met with some trolling over its sparse-looking <laughs> branches. These are some of the comments the tree received. Quote, this tree looks like it was dragged behind a truck by a chain, then through a fire and extinguished with sewer water. Someone said, think the tree has coronavirus. <laughs> Someone said, looks like the ones you buy at the 99 cent store. Some, a few other crit critics said the tree is the epitome of this past year. This tree looks like 2020. Okay. Okay. Then the tree responded on Instagram saying, wow, you almost look great right after a two-day drive. Huh? <laughs> they, they gave the tree a personality. And the tree said, just wait until I get my lights on. Yeah, no. Every, by the way, literally every year when the tree shows up from, I think it's upstate New York. It's, it's, it's sparse. Don it's donated from different farms. It's sparsy vibes really donated Rockefeller they can buy a tree it's sparsy vibes always but they give the tree like extensions and like bushels and lights but like everyone like needs to just relax like it's not ready yet and this happens every year they're like oh this is 2020 I'm like no it literally looked this way when it arrived in 2019 2018 2017 it's always sparsy vibes but they make it nice yeah but I think like the fact that people are coming for this tree just shows like where we've ended up in 2020 we're like, in we such a dark place coming for people places things. plants tree plants people's places and plants it's terrible it's a disgrace leave the fucking tree alone so hurtful you guys trees have feelings too no and it's like you know that like the person whose farm is this is like so proud that it's like their tree that made it to rockefeller center and him and all the people at work or her you mean paula dick who owns daddy al general store in oneonta so paula and the gang like drove it down only to become like a meme like leave her alone justice i can't for paula justice for paula justice for Christmas tree farm where the people are warm. Wow, I can't believe it's been a year since that song came out. And now I get to like really enjoy the winter season. Wow. I'm, With it. I, I totally forgot that like it's it's here, you know? That's what I've been trying to tell That's you. That's actually one of my favorite like original Christmas songs. Not just because it's Taylor no, Swift. No, I completely agree. It's, it's a bop. It's like, you could fucking You could break it down to that yeah. song. Like it has a beat and it's just lit. I totally agree. Also, this saga reminds me of the Hallmark original film, Miss Christmas. One of the best ones with um, the woman from Brooke, from Brooke to Orsay. She's from Drop Dead Diva. Oh, and she's love from Drop Royal Dead Diva. Pains. I can't believe you didn't like Drop Dead I Diva. I absolutely hated it. I can't even talk about it because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Because it's literally a show that like really changed my life. I know, and it, 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 it was not it for me. Speaking of Hallmark movies, Jonathan Bennett, a.k.a. Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls, is starring in a Hallmark movie. Is it Hallmark or is it Lifetime? Oh. Or is it Ion? Well, it's a gay couple, so it's probably not Hallmark because they're... You know. I might be. I, I saw the story too, but I just... I just wanted to see. I thought it was so exciting. Like, yeah, gay no, couple. It is exciting. Let me I double just check. Just confirm that it's Hallmark. No, now you're totally everyone, right. It's Lifetime. Everyone's I know it. on the Hallmark grind. Like, that movie, The Christmas Ant, was actually a Lifetime movie, not a Hallmark movie. Oh, it's Hallmark. Oh, it's Hallmark. Wow. Sorry. I didn't mean to speak ill of... Uh... No, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I doubted Hallmark. No, it's called... Um, yeah, it's the first LGBTQ plus Hallmark. I mean... Girl, it's 2020. Like, that took a really long time. But it's happening, and it's wonderful. Halloween, yeah, that means Hallmark Channel released its 2020 slate of content, and one of them is called Christmas House. Love it. 
It's Jonathan Bennett's third Hallmark Channel original movie alongside Robert Buckley, Anna Ayora. Do you know any of these people? Treat Williams and Sharon Lawrence. No, maybe if I saw a picture. The film focuses on a gay couple looking to adopt their first child and airs on Sunday. Oh, it's out already. Oh, wait, no, November 22nd. No, next, that's this Sunday. Okay, I know what we're doing. That's so exciting. That is very exciting. And we have that new Hulu one with Kristen Stewart. So it's like the Christmas movies are just becoming more inclusive. I feel like... For a while, like, nobody cared about, like, all the money and effort, like, Hallmark was putting into their movies. Yeah, no, but it became, well, I think a lot of people were always watching the Hallmark. It was really the heart of Christmas. Um, but now everyone's talking about it. So they've stepped up their game. And it's become cool to be, like, an actor in them. Becca Tobin was in it. Uh-huh. And, again, competition is great for the consumer. Great for the consumer. And I'm a consumer at heart. Here's a fifth and final story about competition being a few years too late. Twitter has added a new disappearing tweet feature called Fleets. Guys. Where it's pretty much stories, like Snapchat stories or Instagram stories on Twitter. Uh, what is it? Five years after this invention came out? Did we learn nothing from, like, Facebook trying to give us stories? Like, it was so embarrassing for them. I think they actually got rid of it. Like, didn't even mention it because it was such a failure. Like, this is... Honestly, like, I'm embarrassed for Twitter. Like, this is I'm really so, embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. Like, not only is it embarrassing to copy something yeah. anytime you're going to copy, because it's like, okay, I didn't have the original thought. I copied. At least if you're going to copy, make it quick. Yeah, no, it's like, this is literally, we've been, I've been on Snapchat since, like, 2010. Because I, I think I started. No like, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, no, I'm sorry, 2014, when I graduated my senior year of college. Yeah, so it's like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I'm honestly, like, red in the face for Twitter. Like, this is this is a disgrace. And honestly, like, they should be ashamed of themselves. Like, truly. Yeah, like, nobody asked for this. I don't think anybody wants this. And I think it just is, like, deeply, deeply sad. And, like, it's so problematic for so many reasons. Like, I can't even begin to explain to people, like, why this is such a bad idea. Yeah, but... Twitter fleets in case and you needed to share your story to Twitter. When I heard this, I went to our Twitter to like see if anyone was doing it. And there was one person and I want you to guess who. Was I went to the Morning Toast Kim? Twitter. No. She might have put one up. But the first person I saw who was like for the, mo the majority of the morning was the only person who had one. Pop Crave? Nick Jonas. Interesting. It was embarrassing for him too. Like if you're a celebrity listening to this show, which I'm sure there's, you know, tons. Don't embarrass yourself. Like stay off a of fleet. Oh, and the name. I actually kind of don't. Fleet. I don't hate the name because it's fleeting. Fleet is a brand of enemas for your ass. Fleet is a week. Fleet week. Have you ever Bring had an enema? Yes. I know you don't like to talk about it. Um, No, I have. Like, not in my adult life, but as oh, a really? child, of course. As a child. I've had one in my adult life most, most recently, maybe like four years ago. I feel like you love an enema. I, I feel like you and hate. Ben are just like, should we enema tonight? Oh, my God. Party. I hate enemas. You want to know why? Because it's like... The seven minutes you have to wait, you know, like the game seven minutes in heaven when you were a kid, like the seven minutes that you wait for an enema to like marinate your duty is literally seven minutes in hell. It is so painstakingly awful. Like it's, that's the worst part. And the relief, the relief at the end is great, but is it worth the seven minutes in hell? I don't know. I don't know. Damn. Damn. All right. TV recap. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City first because, um, I need the will to live and I don't have but you're just, <laughs> like a nerd who dropped all of his books. That is so mean. I'm looking for our Bruce ad. Of course it's the one I dropped. Oh, we could do it by heart at this point. And look at these bad boys' teeth. Bruce is just the tooth Bruce you need if you want to get your teeth in check. All right, Bruce. 
the best electric toothbrush on the market, the best gift for someone this holiday season. We've been using them for months. They're so cute. They're, we got the like millennial pastel plini pink one. Looks great on your counter. If has you a magnetic it. holder. Comes with extra travel heads. You, uh, you could buy travel sets. It's just the most brilliant product. If you want to cultivate a vibe in your bathroom, a brush is a great place to start because it's a beautiful looking toothbrush. It's so true. Such great color, such a clean look. And I think toothbrushes are some of like, can be some of like the nastiest element of your bathroom. But I not, couldn't agree But more. not with brush. Like bacteria shitholes. Yeah. <laughs> brushing is the best because brushing your teeth is a chore, but brushing is fun. Brush cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute. Manual toothbrushes tap out at just 300. Many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up for manual. Some of them that do a good job can cost over $200. Brush is delivering premier sonic wave technology without the markups that big electric toothbrushes tack on. So it's fabulous. It's everything of the sort. If you want to get 15% off for you, someone in your life who you think could use like a, an upgrade in the dental hygiene department, get 15% off your brush when you use promo code at bru- promo code toast at brush.com. Bruce is spelled B-R-U-U-S-H. So you can try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com. Promo code TOAST for 15% off your order. It's really just, just trust us on this one, please. Yeah. Also a great gift for someone if you are looking for gifts in the oral hygiene department. Oh, I'm like, I lost all my cards. Yeah, no, because you dropped them on the floor. You got it? Great. Okay. Let's do Salt Lake City first because I honestly, like, I can't, I'm not ready to talk about the trash that is Orange County. And Salt Lake City is really turning out to be something wonderful. Yeah, something wonderful. We have a really, the cast is really great. Everyone is so different. Everyone brings something else to the table. I feel like the crux of last night's episode was Lisa. Versus everyone. Versus the cousins. Yes. Oh, I love the cousins. I am loving the cousins. Me too. I would say, like, right off the bat, Heather's one of my favorites if not my favorite and Lisa is really turning into one of my least favorites no she quickly became like I feel like when I just watched the opening credits I was like oh I'm, I'm gonna like her yeah she's like the cutest like she's so cute she has a tequila company she seems like she would have like a sense of humor about her and she's like somewhere between she's Mormon 2.0 so she's somewhere between like perfect Mormon but also like drinks and parties yeah. and I feel like I would have thought that we would gravitate towards her because she seems like the most New York like yes and no no but I actually really like Meredith She's all right. No, at first, for the, from the first episode, I'm like, oh, Meredith is like Fisa. But then I'm like, actually, no, Meredith is kind of cool. And yeah. I love that she just dropped that bomb on us that her and her husband are separated. I know. It's like, it's episode two, so I don't care that much about your personal life yet, but it is interesting. But it was weird that they were talking about it in a crowded restaurant, like yeah. on TV. I mean, we want the conversation for TV, but like maybe your living room? You know, it's... It's obvious that they have been filming for months that they are not using any of that footage because they flash back to something that happened between Lisa and Whitney or whatever. Like they have early footage, but they decided not to use it, which I actually kind of like because sometimes at the beginning of Housewives when they just like throw a bunch of women together, like it takes a minute to get going. But them just like starting six months in, I actually really enjoy. So I think that there was probably other footage of them um, talking about the separation, but they edited it to be like, oh, boop, we're separated. Yeah. Which was interesting. I, I didn't see that coming so fast. Yeah. In, at first, when Whitney was talking to Lisa, like, kind of, like, speaking negatively about the experience she had with her gift, I was like, Whitney, like, this is really not appropriate. Even if you didn't like the service that was donated to you, like, just be normal and talk shit, like, behind her back. Like, don't go up to her face and be like, the bartenders were drunk, they snuck in. Like, just, you asked for a free bar, and that's what you got. Like, I didn't appreciate that, but then, like, Lisa took it too far. She did take it too far, but I thought that, well, okay, 
it, those bartenders represent Lisa and her business. And she, Lisa gave Whitney a gift. And Whitney was, really was coming to her from like, just like, she was so grateful, but she was like, I just think you should know. Like, yeah, I don't think she was malicious. I don't think she was malicious at all. Just like saying, I think you should know, like the bartenders you sent got drunk and there was like broken and the glass. Stole. And they went through my bar. And like, that's just something you should know. Like, I think that Lisa didn't need to know that. What like, yeah. if she uses them other times? What if it's a time when it's an actual, it's not a donated gift. Someone paid for that service. Right. Like, I think Whitney was totally fine to tell her that. And the way that she reacted was so awful. And then she started saying like, we could like, she's trying to come for our liquor license. Like what? Yeah, no, I definitely don't think Whitney came off in a malicious way, but I do also see how Lisa like definitely did not like one, giving someone a gift and then like kind of getting a little slap in the face and doing it on camera to like make her business like look illegitimate. Like if if Whitney had sent but a text. I wouldn't have thought if, if Lisa handled it better, I wouldn't have thought that made her business look illegitimate. It would have just been like, oh, we've never used those bartenders before. Thank you. We'll never use them again. And I would have thought, oh, wow, that's a good business owner. Well, at takes first. Takes criticism. At first, I was like feeling more sympathetic toward Lisa. But I know for sure that conversation that happened off camera, like Lisa was being nasty, threatening to say she was a swinger, like a hundred percent. Yeah. And how interesting that like, I guess modern day polygamy is like swinging in Utah. So fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense. I feel bad for Whitney. Like, I feel like she just can't get out from like this, these rumors and like all, all what people think about her just because she like, got married twice. Like, but I think that this is why the show is going to be really good for her. I really think that she seems like a real sweetheart. So sweet. I like that she seems really nice, but also will defend herself. Like, obviously, she doesn't seem super confrontational. And I felt like at the dinner table, she really didn't even want to be having that conversation with Lisa, but she also wasn't going to back down. Yeah, no, her, and, her, she was hurt. Right. And, and I like that from her. I'm, I'm a big fan of hers, and I like that her and Heather are cousins, are cousins. And so they have each other's backs. And it's like, I feel like, it's funny, because I feel like, I couldn't be more dissimilar from Heather yeah. and Whitney, but like on a human level, I just like relate to their emotions. Yeah. I actually like feel for Heather because I feel like, and I don't know like the Salt Lake City social scene, but I feel like Lisa's like a cool mean girl, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Heather just wants like to be acknowledged and like she literally can't even get that from Lisa. Like I think Lisa's like the definition, like I, I know who Lisa is. I can't explain it. Like, you know, girls like that, especially when they talk about like that kind of judgmental vibe that she gives off to people like because she's like a good Mormon and like maybe Whitney's not or Heather's not. And you know people like that. There's people like that in all religions who like are like sanctimonious because they're, you know, observing more than you. And it's like, yeah. it's so, and it goes against like everything in the religion, like you being a bitch. Like I know that vibe so well. So like I actually really feel for Heather and Whitney and I'm a hundred percent on their side. Yeah. And also Lisa, like her way of arguing is like, when the whole thing happened with the bar at the wedding vow renewal, she was like, oh, well, I'm a generous person. Like, I'm done with this. It's like, just because you say it, uh -huh. like, does, like, you still have to yeah. deal with it. Um, she was like, like, she was just like at the table, just like trying to tell us who she is. But just show us. So true. You know, so true. Um, Mary in the beginning of the episode was really fucking Stop, bothering me. I love me. Mary. That's so funny. I don't. And I feel like people love her. She's bothering me so much. Like, she's just a, like really... I don't know what the word is, but like eccentric. Sure, I She's hear what you're saying. Like, but I like her because but, I've never seen anyone like her on television before. True. Like, and I just find that interesting. Even the way she was, like, obviously her personal life is very interesting. Very. And, well, we haven't even scratched the surface of that. But even the way she was 
participating in the dinner fight. Well, that's of what like I was chiming say. in. Like Jen Shaw did not say one thing. I know. An interesting tactic to take. Mary was like chiming in, just trying to like glaze over. She it was and, like, being funny. She's funny. And so that's what I was gonna I say. I just like her energy because it's different. At the beginning of the episode, when she's like going nuts with Jen Shaw, and she's like in Jen Shaw's bedroom, just like apologize. Like she was really bothering me there with her crazy dress, but she looked fabulous at the ski slope. She was probably best dressed. And then she her little commentary during the dinner that like didn't really involve her. I thought she was very funny. So yeah. I can't get a read on her. I feel like there's many sides to Mary. But I like that. I don't sure. want someone who's just like a textbook housewife who I like can read in mm-hmm. five minutes and I and I know how you're gonna act. Yeah. Um also I think Whitney's dad is like a pajama and like I actually feel bad for him. Yeah. And I think she's so she's so sweet about the whole thing. She's a really nice girl. And I also think it was so nice of Mary to invite um them to her church. Them to her church. And I just, I'm really liking the show. I'm really liking, like, learning about, like, the subculture that is Mormonism, even though, like, from what I've seen from, like, people on social media who are Mormon or who live in Utah or even, like, Heather on Watch Trappin's Live last night, like, she said, like, the people in Utah are, like, really excited about Housewives. Like, they're really just, like, jazzed to be included. But, like, the people in the Mormon church, like, don't think that, like, especially her ex-husband, who's, like, a big deal in the church, like, doesn't think that this is the way, like, the mother of his children, like, should be behaving, even though, like, she's acting nicely. I agree. Um, We saw Heather's house. Yes, even though I got a couple DMs that she lives in Park City where, um, like in Park City proper, where you can't film. So it might be like a fake staged rental house on the outside. Also, have you seen this drama? Um, I guess it's drama that Jen Shaw rents her house. Shaw Chalet. People are so fucking annoying. No, like... I don't even think that's so great, like dramatic, but apparently... I rent, so what? No, but... Apparently, like, it got out there and, like, she's, like, so offended that it's out. Like, there is some drama. Interesting. I didn't see that, but that is definitely something good to know. Yeah. Um, Also, I think you're talking about, in terms of, like, the Mormon community and how they feel about it, stories from Rachel Parcell. Oh, who, by the way, like, I... So, everyone sent us her stories to watch because she commented on Real Houses of Salt Lake City and how they don't have even one active in the church Mormon on the show and so they're not even and she actually said that the term Mormon is actually like a derogatory term and no Mormonism not, and that's not how they refer to themselves I have recently fallen in love with Rachel Parcel yeah. like I know she's a blogger who's like literally been the first blogger ever and like I'm late to the game but Olivia sends, sent me her stories and was like watch this about Salt Lake City Housewives and something about like the shirt that she was wearing and like the breast milk on her shirt and just like her being like a mom like and just like doing it all like I like fell in love with her I'm like obsessed with her her content is like so premium and like I just want to live in Utah and have her husband's company like build me a house on a mountain. Like I'm obsessed. No, a hundred percent. And not only is like, Did you she's follow her? So, yes, I followed her. Me she's too. so interesting. Then she has three sisters mm-hmm. who also influence. And I was just like, I, I had heard of them before, but I, I never like fell down the rabbit hole. Right. I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole. No, me too. And it's just like this life, like whatever presets no, she's using. It's a fucking like, dream. No, I know. Like I'm, I'm obsessed, but I thought her um, stories were super interesting too. Um, and honestly, just part of me is like, like, feels bad for Mormons. Like, not that they need my sympathy or anything, but I just feel like every time they're portrayed and, like, have representation in, like, movies or TV shows, like, it's just bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the solution is to actually have a an active But Mormon. I don't know if you can. Yeah. So that's why they don't get to portray themselves in movies and TV shows, and so it's just based Heather on said that it's very... She's not excommunicated from the church yet. That's what she said. But it's very possible by the end of the season, like, she will be. Interesting. She's like on the fringe. She like does her own thing, but like still, I think it's technically part. But I don't think she's like devout. Got it. 
Well, it's it's shaping up to be really good because there's so many different elements. I love the so fact that they Meredith went. Meredith is Jewish. Yes, like a actively Jewish. Actively and, Jewish. And Lisa was was born Jewish but converted. Okay. Um, I love that they went skiing. Like me too. what a fun. You know, it kind of made me want to go skiing. I know, and but I also never... like the torture of the bags and the skis. I was like, my arms hurt already. No, just I watching know. This. I know that feeling like of hiking up with all your shit. Yeah, but they were so fabulous on the mountain. Like Whitney and Heather and Meredith are insane skiers. No, I know. It like kind of made me want to learn how to ski. But then I remember the one time I did, like my shins were broken. Oh yeah, it'll kill your shins. But yeah. no, now we have to go skiing. I kind of want to go snowboarding. You think I would be good at it? I think snowboarding. From what I've heard, it's easier to learn snowboarding, but, like, harder to master. Well, because, like, the thing with skiing is, like, the two poles, the two skis clanging into each other. It's, like, so much equipment where it's, like, one big snowboard. Like, that seems easier to me. I don't know. I think maybe I should try it. Okay. We've got to take a trip. We've got, uh, no. Every time I watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I'm, like, why am I not in Utah? Yeah. I just, I really am enjoying it so much. It's really well done. They have a really great group of women, and I'm, I'm completely here for it. Like, I, I look forward to it. Me too. It's a treat. It's a sweet treat at and the then, end of a long day. Speaking of things I'm not looking forward to yes. is Real Housewives of Orange County. And I think we should talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. Before we do the recap, like... And its place on this show. Yeah. I feel as though we tried... And I really don't want to reward bad content with my time and my viewership and, and my platform. And it's not even that. Like, now we have Salt Lake City. It's another thing to add to the content plate. And I, I think that something has to be taken off the plate. My plate runneth over. My plate runneth over. I agree. And I think, at, like, at one point in my life, like, I could be the girl who watched all the franchises. And I don't think I can be that girl and, anymore. Like, I, 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 have a do- I have a son. I don't sense that, like, Stanhood obsession of Orange County from the toasters. If, I, if we did, we'd, we'd be... Not saying this. No, and actually that reminded me, because um, there are a lot of people who listen to our recaps but like don't necessarily watch Housewives because it's so intimidating to get into. And I really recommend everyone starts with Salt Lake City because there's only two episodes and you could start at the ground floor with us and you can keep up with the recaps and it's actually very good. Yeah, so uh, we can recap last night's episode of OC, but... I think moving forward, I think I'm out. I think moving forward, it is an optional viewing. If you happen to watch it, you want to talk about it, fine. But, like, I was revolving my night around in last night, and, and it was just not deserving of that. Um, agreed. And, you know, last week I really only had, only had one thing to contribute to the OC um, recap, which was that I thought the, the scene in Bronwyn's bedroom with her son trying out drag was, like, really inspirational and, like, a great message to send. And funnily enough, I think the only scene <laughs> worth rehashing on last night's episode was the scene where her son went ballistic <laughs> at the vow renewal and said, like, the craziest shit when he was asked to speak. It was so inappropriate and uncomfortable and unnecessary and I just I don't know like like I just know like there are certain kids like who like who were raised a certain way who know like if you ever said something like that in public like you were getting fucking slapped back home like I don't know what came over him like to say such a bizarre thing twice yeah two bizarre things two bizarre things it was so weird it was so weird I I but agree. the trip, actually, that hotel looked super nice. And, like, I actually really wanted to, like, be in Palm Springs. Yeah. It it looked all right. Um, I don't know. It looked like torture. Like, drive up, yeah. weddings that night. The coronavirus, like, element of it all is, like, I just don't want it. No, like, it's, like, it's sneaking in. And I can't, I'm not going back there. Like, honestly, I'm not watching. No, I'm not going back there. Like, I know that they were the first franchise to, like, film with masks. And, like, I'm triggered by it, like, to a really dark time in my life. Oh, and also, and I think this just, like, sent me, the fact that Shannon storms the door is freaking out over Kelly saying that she's starting a waterline as opposed to a tincture. 
No. No, it's so... No. It's so irrelevant. She and, went so ham, like, talking at the ceremony, talking yeah. after the ceremony. Like, she's so upset by it, and it's like, no. It's really not that big of a deal. And I know I'm not supposed to, but I'm sorry. I really like Kelly Dodd. She's one of the reasons, like, I still watch the show. Like, she is funny. Like, and I know everyone thought she was being insensitive to Bronwyn, but making the comparison of not having sugar at your wedding because you're diabetic was actually funny. Like, no, I really like Kelly Dodd. No, no. I like, again, she's someone you don't see very often. She has absolutely no filter. She is, like, so offensive, mm-hmm. so unapologetic. And it is so interesting to watch. And you know, I actually feel like she's come a long way because she used to say the craziest shit. And now it's like Kelly's unfiltered. She's making jokes about like alcohol and diabetes. And it's like, that's nothing. That's like a three on the Kelly Dodd scale. She used to be wild. She really has. And I know no one gives her credit because she's still unfiltered, but she has tamed herself quite a bit. Yeah. No, I think it's hysterical. And like everyone was going to drink tequila that weekend. And Kelly Dodd's the only one who's going to own, like who's going to walk in the door with it. Like it turns out Shannon on Watch Happens Live, Andy said he's literally never seen a funnier episode than next week. Shannon storms the door at this reception is blacked out like he's never she said she doesn't remember anything that's so weird so it's like you were the one saying that kelly's insensitive yet you're the one who drank all the tequila right, right. she's At running back like to kelly's her room like being upfront about it and i i just i i i'm i don't hate her like I no really i don't know. hate her either but i feel like i should you know um still stan emily till the day i die and gina i just can't with another thing about bronwyn i i feel like Last season, I felt this way. She's brand new. She's bringing all of her family drama on the show. It's not interesting, even if it's someone I like, love and have known for years, but especially on your first season, like I really don't care. Um, and I feel like now this season, everything is just so heavy with her, like the alcoholism and the sobriety, and it's a lot. And then it's like, again, with the mom, like, and I just, I can't care. Everyone's family has drama, and it's like, we're busy worrying about our own family drama. I can't care about Bronwyn's. No, so it's like I, that. Yeah. It's like everything she's doing is so heavy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I don't care about like the mom the and mom. her insults. Like, and the, that weird house. Like, I just, I don't well, care. Well, actually, the story behind that was like kind of interesting. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, again, I don't care. And like Bronwyn's mom, like wearing a necklace, it's like, be kind. And then she's like being so fucking mean to her daughter. <laughs> no, she's really nasty. Like, and yeah. I, by the way, and I agree, like, if, if that, like, I understand Bronwyn wanting to talk about it. Like, she's traumatized by her mother. Her mom telling Tamara that she, Bronwyn was sober before, like, Bronwyn got to tell anyone is one of the most fucked up things ever. Like, her yeah. mom is awful, but, like, yeah. I still don't care. No, and, like, Bron- like, Bronwyn should stop filming with her. Like, stop yes. making her a part of the mix. She no, would have never met Tamara. I thought the same thing. Like, just remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, but, like, she's driving to her house and putting her on camera. Like, she only fuels the yeah. Dr. Deb machine. yeah. But I really have nothing else to say. And I, I, I do think in this instance of our renewal, it's not a curse for the two of them. One, because they've already renewed their vows before. And two, because like they are soulmates in yeah, every sense Yeah, they really the are word. in the most annoying way. And their family with all of their kids like is just so cute. They really remind me of like Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah, that's a good call. You know? Um, so yeah, this might be our last OC. Uh... Recap, let us know. Like if, if there's like so much like support and outpouring asking of us love. to continue, like I, I would be open to it. But I just don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. And I'm just so over it. And like, sometimes you have to take care of yourself. And sometimes that involves not watching Real Housewives of Orange County. Amen. So that's our episode. We'll be back tomorrow for our final episode of the week. And our merch drop reminder, our merch, holiday, new collections, phone cases, mugs, sweatshirts, sweatshirts, zip ups, sweaters, whatever, uh, all available on shopmorningtoast.com tomorrow at 1030 a.m. Eastern time. So we will post all of the items on our Instagram. Make sure you're following us on the Morning Toast and... That's all we got. That's all we got. Also, next week we are off the Monday through Friday, the week of Thanksgiving. 
But if you want more content from us, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be doing podcast-only episodes for our Patreon, patreon.com slash toast. So head over there, subscribe. You also get access to all the episodes we've done previously. It's just a really premium place. And that's where you can hear from us if you'll be feeling RDH that we are OFF. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day. Stay safe, and we will see you tomorrow for Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.